Welcome to the Yoga Addiction. If you're a yoga teacher or student who wants a deeper understanding of yoga with respect to science, health, and longevity, this podcast is for you. Every week, we'll dive deep into a topic to help you be a better yogi, teacher, and communicator. We want to give you a practical understanding of the current science related to yoga and help you create quality, safe, and inspired classes, whether they are for yourself at home or for your students. I'm Natalie Sanger. And I'm Sandy Hewitt. We look forward to you taking part in our conversations. Hey, Nat. Hey, Sandy. How's it going? It's good. Uh, how excited are you? You're leaving for your trip soon, right? Yeah, leaving to go to Portland for the mental health yoga medicine module. Amazing. And uh, I'm what excited. else are you? Yeah, like, are you prepping anything? Oh, I think I was supposed to read like one or two chapters from a book. Yeah, that sounds right. I just That's got usually. like an <laughs> e- email yesterday. Is just like, make sure you've read these two chapters. It's like, oh, yeah, touche. Uh, well, <laughs> check out that book. And I mean, I'll probably read the whole book because I'm into reading books these days. Yeah, nice. And um, besides that, yeah, I got my accommodation lined up and it's going to be great. I'm just, I don't know, man, I'm excited. I'm excited to learn. I'm like in yeah. a good headspace to sponge. What book is it that you guys have to read? Oh, I forget. Oh, gosh. I could look it up in my email. Oh, that's okay. Yeah. If yeah. it's not on the top of your mind, then that's no. fine. Um, I'm working through your book recommendation that um, The Body Keeps the Score. Oh, shit. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> or how do you think it is? How do, how do you feel about it, it? It's good, but it's so intense. Like, I can't read it all in one go. I just, like, have too many feels, and mm-hmm. I have to, like, put it down for a little bit. It gives you lots of feels. Lots of feels, like too many, like overwhelmed. Oh. No? Yeah. I'm trying to think maybe it did that to me. I did it I can't I see s- how it doesn't, though. I was like, reading um, that during my last 300-hour teacher training. Yeah. Um, so maybe I was able to like process it because I had a lot of space mm. to like move and we were talking about some PTSD and stuff like that. Oh, right, right. So you guys like covered it together, which is, yeah, those stories are so intense. I did it on my own, actually, but it was just like what I read, I was reading while I was doing that random. And then it got Mm. brought up in other places in the training, which was cool. Kind of linked itself in. Yeah. But yeah, that's a, that's a great book. I recommend for everyone, I think regardless if they're a teacher, but especially if you're a yoga teacher, I think it's really helpful. Yeah, um, I'm I'm not all the way through yet. Uh, I still like he talks a lot about the research and lots about like the history of the, um, like a psychiatric or psychologic psychotherapy, mm-hmm. like that sort of intersection of psych psychiatry and psychotherapy, right? Like, cause he mm-hmm. he does both, I I think, yeah. from what I understand. Like he does prescribe meds, but then he also does talk therapy. So like, um, yeah, that sort of intersection between all of that. It's it's um he goes quite into detail about like the DSM, like the diagnostic tools that they were using and how you know they he's not happy with certain things so mm-hmm. it's it's like a little bit of a personal rant sometimes yes yeah <laughs> yeah and instead of just working through that and then yeah hopefully they'll be more relevant well it's all relevant but yeah super interesting yeah yeah filled with stories yeah that's what i really liked about it too yeah yeah so it's good um but yeah i'm looking forward to hearing all about your um experience in where is it you guys seattle portland portland, portland. okay yeah. nice yeah, that'll be really good. Yeah, they're so always good. It'll be pretty warm, I think. I don't know if it'll be as warm as last year because, well, in general, this summer hasn't been as warm. I just said that, mentioned that before. We're still not like really having a hot, hot summer, but 
I think it'll be pretty good. Mm, that's weird. We're having like the most humid, hot. I guess it's kind of weird. We had like a humid few days and then now it's cooler. Um, so yeah, it just depends. But it feels like summer. It's nice. Yeah. It's nice yeah. in Toronto. I've mm-hmm. heard it's like in Ottawa. It was super crazy. My aunt lives there and it was like with the humidity felt like 50 or something. Yeah. Yeah. Us, it felt like 45 or something. It was yeah. really gross. That's enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was a little too much because, uh, yeah, if you wanted to do anything outdoors, it just felt too gross. But yeah. that's okay. Yeah. Unless you're like at the lake. If you're not at the lake, then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, it's spicy. um what are we talking about today we're gonna break down another pose because we got so i don't know tickled after (laughs) doing parsva (laughs) konasana you're so weird tickled really yeah that's that's i thought about it even that's what i chose to say yeah tickled. okay interesting (laughs) what did you feel how did you feel i don't know if i felt tickled you're jazzed stoked i pumped uh i don't <laughs> oh my god i need like three more coffees to keep up with you today um you're like on your you've been like already been awake enough that you're going down and i'm just coming yeah. up because it's my 11 o'clock so like i'm like starting to energize yeah it's so true i'm like after work after lunch like tired mm. and you're like ah yeah yeah okay crash you were you were pretty excited you had a good time Oh, after Parshva Kanasa? Yeah, like Parshva talk- Kanasa. Talking about yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I liked it. it. It was very inspiring and it put me back into the mind space of teaching a pose that I don't normally teach with that much detail, which is really good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know if that's what you would say is tickled. You're tickled. But yeah. okay, fine, I was tickled. I was so tickled. God. <laughs> but I think you are more tickled about Warrior Threes. That's why we're going to do this because you were saying oh, like that is your it. favorite pose. My jam. This is like a pose that I will like think about all day. <laughs> is that weird? No, I like that. <laughs> yeah, I'll just like sit and I'll think about it and I'll be like, yeah, it feels so good. Oh, yeah. Okay, anyway. so like what is, what is, could you start with like your most favorite thing about it or do you have one? It's just a glute media strengthening. Yeah. It just like, it just feels so secure and so like locked in and so safe and so, um, stable. And like after you like leave Warrior Three and you just go walking around the rest of your day, it just feels so good. There's like a, a sense of groundedness and stability afterwards, which I really, I really appreciate. Mm-hmm. Um, so talk a little bit then about how, the glute medius is doing that work or maybe for people who don't really know like what its job what its role is in that posture like which leg is it and then how is that how is it being uh, asked yeah. to do so so let's get started just with maybe glute medius itself um mm-hmm. do you remember the attachment in origins i forgot well it's like on the top back of your pelvis um I'm trying to think i'm feeling it out so more like a little bit more side bum, not like, but it's really, really high, quite high. More like you think your glutes, like, you know, the big, the round part, the squishy part, like go, <laughs> go up, go up until like you feel the bone and then just go down a little bit into the side. Some people even have like a little bit of a divot there where that mm-hmm. muscle's not um, developed, that developed. Yeah. Sometimes I'm at the gym and I can like watch people's glute medius firing. It's just like, whoa. Yeah. It's so developed. Yeah. And then it's attached to your, I might have to just Google just to make sure I'm not talking shit. It's attached to your femur, 
Yep, Greater Trochanter. It, is it the Greater Trochanter? Okay. Let's double check. We yeah. have Google right here. Hey, Google, tell me. Um, let's look at an image and I'll be able to figure that shit out. Yeah, looks like Greater Trochanter. Yeah, it looks like Greater Trochanter. Yeah. The yeah. top, the top ridge. Yeah. Yeah. So in the work in Warrior 3, it's acting as a stabilizer because it's contracting so your pelvis doesn't tilt so that it's working in the standing leg and then the work it has to do is it just has to maintain length and it doesn't actually contract um like concentric contraction it doesn't really shorten a whole time but just kind of holds the entire pelvis level so that the say you're standing on your right leg the front of your left hip won't drop that's Mm -hmm. the cue to like keep your hips level yeah kind of squeeze from the outside of your right bum or right hip or something yeah. like that because if you're actually going to isolate the glute medius as long as you do a hip abduction then that would be it, it would be active it's the main muscle that does abduction abduction mm-hmm. um and that's just like taking your leg horizontally up to the side uh so but that i mean that function of it is not actually its main um it, it's the muscle's main function um, in terms of anatomy, but it's not its main function in terms of functionality. Um, because we don't very often take our legs straight out to the side, mm-hmm. right? True. Yeah. We most often walk forward, mm-hmm. not like crab walking sideways. <laughs> I'm just trying to imagine the, our mm-hmm. whole world crab walking yeah, sideways. Yeah. Like, like, <laughs> oh yeah, I'm going to work guys. I'm just like, do, 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 sideways. Do, 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 do. <laughs> sorry. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like our main function, we walk straight, right? We walk with our toes pointing forward, not with our <laughs> heel out to the side. Um, so, uh, yeah, so its main function is to stabilize you in that plane of motion that, um, is that the frontal? No, sagittal. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Like going forward. Um, and in order for it to stabilize there, it's not like it's concentric contraction, like Nat said. It's just more of that, like, lo- holding your bones um, still without lengthening or shortening. So just just keeping that same length. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and so it would be the bottom leg in your warrior three. So if your right foot was down on your warrior three, it'd be the right side hip that's stabilizing to keep your left side hip from um, moving around in either way. So you can sort of overdo it by dropping your left hip below the right hip. Um and you see that a lot in like a revolved artichondrosana. Um, or you can lift it over top of the right hip, which would be more of like a regular artichondrosana. And so warrior three is sort of that place right in the middle where you feel the stability in your right side hip and your left hip is level. And I think if you're going to err on either side, err with it a little bit above, um, but try not to drop it too low. I think if you drop it too low, I don't know. It just doesn't feel good to me. It feels like a, a stretchier stretch for my uh, SI joints. And I, again, that for me, that's not what I like in my SI joints. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Yeah, I'd say practice, um, practice with your hips, maybe. Okay. So again, standing on the right leg, left hip level to your right or a little bit above. And it's yeah. probably easier for you to start above and work your way down. Mm-hmm. Um, the more you have your left hip higher, the shorter your standing leg glute med will be just a little bit, just that little bit of tilt in the pelvis. And it's easier to maintain contraction, um, in when your muscles in a shortened state, like concentrically than yeah. a lengthened, lengthened state. So the more you kind of, even the more you tilt forward in your warrior three, say your warrior three, you're at a place where your back leg and your body don't make a 
parallel line to the ground, which is fine. Um, your glute meat is staying a bit shorter. And then as you kind of tip and lift the back leg a little bit more, your glute meat is getting longer and longer and longer. And it's asking your body a whole lot or you're asking, Mm -hmm. it's asking your glute meat to do a whole lot to keep like that little muscle. And of course there's other ones helping it out, but that guy's doing so much to like keep the pelvis where it is. Then you have the whole length of the length of your spine. You talk Mm -hmm. about force, um, kind of with respect to torque. So force over distance. So maybe the longer your upper body is, your shoulders are from your hips, you're getting like a lot of torque and that muscles Mm -hmm. really doing the work to hold it in place. So yeah. Yeah. It's like, Yeah. yeah, it's that muscle working at that lengthened position, which is so much work. Yeah. But it's, it's also, so functional because warrior three is on that sagittal plane, right? You're leaning forward. You're not leaning sideways. You're leaning forward. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what the human body does in so many things, like even lunging, walking and lunging or, um, running, cycling. It, it's all that forward plane and the glute medius is like essential, absolutely essential in pelvic health, um, through all those sports. So yeah. yeah and I do those sports. Maybe that's why I like it so much. <laughs> Probably. I don't yeah, know. Maybe. Like it just feels good does right yeah so you'll feel it contract like crazy like you said in half moon or chandrasana it's way more in like a shortened position but like it still works it just works in a way different yeah way and you want you want your muscles to be able to contract when they're long and when they're short like hold when they're short hold when they're long for ideal yeah. like kind of musculoskeletal health hey so i have a question for you then so <laughs> a lot of um I know one book, the, I forgot his name, but there's one sequencing book that's really popular. Um, they say to never change the hip position from close to open or open to close. So like you don't go from right leg standing warrior three to Ardha Chandrasana without something in between, um, like putting the other foot down first and you never go from Ardha Chandrasana down to warrior three. What's your opinion on that? I don't know, man. I got, I have mixed opinions and like, I think we've been, <laughs> it's kind of, trying to think what we've been taught we had like a discussion with a couple of the girls that we did um cadaver training with about this too and it's like yeah we did yeah i, I think we had like remember. a yeah we had like a little instagram chat um no yeah deza yeah deza was like i'm i'm like <gasps> sequencing. oh yeah we did yeah sequencing for like a 200 hour and like this is right, the sequence right. like i'm working with someone else and they have this sequence i'm like not sure how i feel about this transition mm, right, right, right yeah yeah so I mean, it, that the saying not to do it is kind of based on, um, I think the in, maintaining the integrity of the connective tissue and the labrum and stuff within the hip joint. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's, they're saying going from say your warrior three to half moon is just like putting a lot of pressure in that joint as you rotate. And that mm-hmm. might, I don't know, might not be ideal. It's really hard. I think personally, I don't know if I have enough information to make that decision at this point. I can, I can tell when I, when I do a movement and it feels like garbage in my body. <laughs> um, at the same time, I know that some of the damage that you do to your labrum, you cannot feel. So I can feel it when it's yeah. like, um, yeah. in my muscles. Yeah. I can feel when it's not happy and like pinchy and kind of weird in the muscular tissue. Right. But. Yeah, we know cartilage doesn't have nerve endings, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, it's a tough one. Um yeah, I don't know. I I I haven't done it in a long time. Um like offered it in classes. Um but yeah, I, I don't know if there's anything like as long as you're doing it safely without any pinchiness, like I don't know if there's anything bad 
about it like it, as long as it's done safely that is yeah and there's there's like the theory and i hear a lot of teachers say it and i for the most part believe it that like no movement is bad movement mm. um it's maybe like how quickly you do it how mindfully you do it how often yeah. you do it in repetition yeah and stuff yeah. like that like i think your body should be able to do it if it physically can do it mm-hmm it's a ball and socket joint. Like it's meant yeah. to kind of go in all ways. Yeah. And it is what you do. If you ever transition from like a lunge to triangle or a lunge to warrior two, um, that's what your hip is doing. Mm-hmm. So the only difference is how much weight you put on it then. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure about it either. Yeah. When you're standing on that one leg and you're rotating from warrior three to half moon, it's just like all the weight of your body is like the socket is on the ball and Mm -hmm. it's kind of rotating. And maybe people are thinking that's too much pressure. I don't know if there's any studies been done on that, but um, I'd say like, if you know, you have like hip osteoporosis, if you're aware of that, then probably don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I think we yeah. all all are going to get there at some point. My grandma just had a hip replacement. She's 87 Aww. last yeah, Wednesday. Nice. Yeah. Did they do like the really um like secretive surgery where they only cut like one little hole or did they have to like She might have. It looked pretty lot. small. Like I saw the yeah, yeah. just the bandage on the side of her hip and I was kind of yeah. like, "Whoa, like I thought it would be way bigger." Yeah, no, surgery's gotten so good nowadays. Like, they've totally thrown out, like, the old ways of doing it. And now they're, like, the incisions, they're trying to make them, like, as small as mm-hmm. possible. Um, and then they just insert their tools and they, they do it, like, super. It must be so crazy being a surgeon. I can't even imagine. I know. Oh, God. They, like, ground out her whole um, acetabulum. Yeah. Yeah. All, yeah. Like, and the, they replace it. All the, like, bony parts and the stuff. And, yeah, replaced it with the super high tech stuff i wonder how how long it takes to be like a good surgeon sorry segue Mm. because like you know like when you um first start cooking and like your first like few dishes are like not so good or like you're supposed to cut the chicken in a certain way and you're just not like not good at it like you don't really know how and you had to like butcher a few in order to get good does it take long for like a surgeon to be because it's such a small incision and then they got to put all those tools in and then they got to like you know saw things off and like put other things on top of things and like the screws and it's just crazy to me you know yeah. like they do a lot of training long? like there's that's true one there'll be two like a um shadow surgeon like, that's true forever that's true. shadowing yeah a, that's a, true a pro and then kind of work their way in there <laughs> yeah they're not just like watch the video on hip surgery <laughs> slice and dice here you yeah. go scalpel yeah oh god yeah yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, so back on topic. What do you like about Warrior 3? What's your jam? Um, I like the kind of, well, I love the glute media stuff. I like the glute max work as well. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So your glute med and your glute max and your standing leg are definitely working together. Your med is not just doing all of the work. It's probably working more with the kind of that tipping of the pelvis side to side Mm -hmm. Uh, and then your glute max again is in like a very lengthened state there and it's got a it's got a hold it's got to hold you there so that is like conditioning that muscle to work in a lengthened state again hold but then your opposite side your lifted leg is contracted fairly strongly um with your hamstrings as well 
and because your legs are going in opposite directions, um, it, it works nicely with asymmetries. I find like you can really feel one side being Mm. easier or harder, either in the standing leg or the lifted leg. And if you want to kind of double up on one side in your home practice to deal with those asymmetries, it's a really great pose. Yeah. So you mean like if your left foot is like weaker to stand on, then you just stand on your left leg like a little longer or Mm -hmm. you do left leg and then you do right leg and then you do your left leg again. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I used to have it. So like, I think it was standing on my left. No, maybe it was standing on my right leg. I don't know. Actually, I don't remember. One of the legs I stood on and then it was like in my 200 hour training, the way we went into it was just like from standing. And I think we just did like the old tip forward and lift your back leg up. Um, you can do it stepping forward from a lunge, of course, in other ways. But so that was like the way we were doing it. And which is cool because your glutes on the standing leg start short and then they slowly lengthen. So that eccentric contraction, if you want to, mm-hmm. we were talking before, like, do we ever teach eccentric contraction? Don't really talk about it in class, but that's what's going on there. So it's yeah. contracting as it lengthens. Yeah. And then at some point, my back leg, the lifted one, um, when I started to reach my arms in front of me, so we're doing like yeah. that extension of the, or sorry, rather flexion of your shoulders, extension of your arms, extension of your elbows, my back leg would just drop, yeah. <laughs> like just drop to the floor and be two yeah. feet on the ground. So it was yeah. so interesting to watch like where, where my limit was like, cause your glute on the lifted leg is lifting your leg of course and attaching to your pelvis but then kind of working with your back muscles like muscles have origins and insertions but they they kind of are wired together and they fire together so as soon as I take my arms out in front of me the whole like same I'm standing on my left leg right side of my back and my right glutes were just like no more my back leg was like yeah you can't be held. <laughs> just drop to the ground. I give up on you. Yeah. It's one or the other arms or the legs. Can't do both, man. Yeah. Jeez. And it was really interesting from, from like a neurological perspective. Like it felt like just someone like switching a light switch off or something. Cool. Like it was just instantaneous. Like at this certain point, I'd have to focus so much on keeping that leg up. And as soon as my tension was away, just like, it just like flopped like a hypnotic kind of like thing where it just was like jello, boom, down to the ground. Yeah. That, that actually might have something to do with your back. Yeah. Potentially. Yeah. 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 I wonder. Um, yeah, I think like a lot of yogis actually have quite poor back strength. Um, when it comes to load bearing, because we, we don't really practice it that much. We mm-hmm. do a lot of hamstring stretching, glute stretching, but not too much like load bearing in the back, which is pretty important, right? Mm-hmm. So I don't know. For, it has something to do with it. For that load bearing, though, in the back, then what would you, what kind of poses would you look at for, say, Warrior Three is like a peak in your class? Superman. Yeah. Lay on your belly, lift your arms, lift your legs, or lift one arm, lift the opposite leg. And that that's a really nice one because you can see the asymmetries in your back. Mm-hmm. Um, like if my right arm, my left leg is lifted, usually it's a left side low back and the left side glutes that have to fire. Um, if your left arm, right leg is lifted, it's the right side low back and the glutes that have to fire. Um, and so as, if you just keep switching side to side, you can sort of like tell which one's easier, which one's harder, which one like shakes more, which one feels tired more quickly um and and like you said about the warrior three you could start to do some asymmetrical homework just to try to balance out the sides you're not trying to like diagnose yourself with anything <laughs> like not that you can unless you're a doctor but <laughs> just looking at the imbalance and seeing if you can get a little more strength where you don't feel as strong um 
so yeah i would mm-hmm. i would look at a superman i'd look at your back muscles there i'd look at like firing patterns maybe just looking at like are your glutes working with your back um or are they sort of overtaking and then your back is sort of deactivating and not prepped to support your arms does that make sense yep yeah and then yeah. like working through the same thing at a tabletop oh yeah yeah that one's a good one because then you add the the leg like with you having one knee on the ground you're kind of mm. then creating that stability with the glute medius and getting things to work together more there and then take, you know what take it to um, with you i would actually look at the lats yeah totally yeah i wonder if they're so tight because you can do warrior through with the arms by your sides mm-hmm. but but as soon as you go over the head that's like a lot of lats right that's a, it mm-hmm. requires a lot of lat um length so if you don't have lat length i wonder if the lats are just pulling and and then i don't know your arm just like just can't yeah so if i take my arm straight by my ear in any position um whether it's lats or just shoulder joint structure but for the most part in me it's my lats um then my back has to curve like i have to do a little bit of a back bend um to get my arm by my ear if that makes sense so say i'm in a warrior three and take my arm straight by my ear then my back is gonna bend yeah and then i don't know if it's just too, too much contraction yeah or if it does something to my glutes and my leg falls. I'm fi- I'm a lot better now. I haven't tried it, but it's like, holy mother, it's, it's a lot, it's a lot of work. Well, yeah. So I'd be, uh, I'd be really curious about, so yeah, do the back work, do the glute work, do the lat work, and then maybe try the warrior three with your hands on a block and then your leg lifted. So your lower body's in warrior three, belly button down. And then keeping that, like, you know how we were talking about the, uh, a few episodes ago, um, tucking the tailbone enough to feel the core activate to support the low spine Mm -hmm. keep that and then just slowly reach one arm over your ear and see what happens um Mm -hmm. and and maybe even like stopping with your arm like at about nose height like not even at ear height like just nose or like chin height um and then just slowly slowly just trying to i don't know this experiment yeah (laughs) yeah that'd be really interesting yeah, that would be interesting to to see how that works in your body. Lats are interesting. There's such like a big flap of muscle. Mm-hmm. You never really know like they could affect so much. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um <laughs> I love some of the different ways to get into warrior 3 and then some of the modifications that you just spoke to a little bit. But like mm. um the one that I know I don't know if you learned it before, but Tiffany definitely does it where you have one foot on the wall so your lifted leg that mm. foot would be on the wall make sure you don't put your foot higher than your hip it's like easier if you mm. especially for more flexible bodies so you keep it mm-hmm. like the tip of your heel would be like right at the height of your pelvis and start with your hands on a block or something standing leg maybe a little bit bent and then you mm-hmm. lift your hands off the block maybe take your hands to the center of your chest and when i do that with my privates like they're always like that'll be a peak pose Often. Oh, yo, that is so intense. Yeah, yeah I, I was doing that for a long time. And um, yeah, I found that that turns on my hamstrings more. It makes me feel my legs more, which is good. But there's also something about like balancing just like free in the middle of a room, too. I think they're both really good. Oh, absolutely. Think, yeah. Yeah. It's good to do both. I can tell you can tell, though, at some point when um, you're doing the free balance and that's great for specifically like ankle and knee stability, yeah. ankle, knee, hip yeah. working together. Um, exactly. but if you see like some 
cheating parts in their body or especially for like <laughs> a shorter a person with tighter hamstrings to have yes. the wall to kind of like almost lever a little bit against mm. so it's like they're going to push their foot into the wall and attempt to slide it up just slightly and then like boom everything turns on um yeah yep. the the guy that i was teaching privates to when i was in vancouver regularly he like loved that and he's just like i feel so steady and so stable and it would like work him real i was just like we're just gonna stay here until you feel like you're going to failure yeah <laughs> and he would just yeah. like yeah stay there yeah. for a good 30 seconds to a minute and be like yeah yeah whoo yeah we're good yeah <laughs> And I think that's the other thing. Like while I was practicing on my own, I wouldn't go to failure. I just like, I'd do it and then I'd stop. But there's so much benefit going to failure because then your muscle, I don't know. It's like a chance for it to actually grow stronger. Whereas like, um, if I'm just on my own, there's, I have such a big tendency just to be like, I will just count to five and I am done. It's, it's so hard, right? Mm -hmm. It's such a hard pose. Um, but yeah, going to failure is another thing with warrior three that I just, yeah, I should do that more. And I love it. I love it when I, I used to do it. Mm -hmm. It feels so good. Yeah. It gets everything working together. I almost sometimes, well, once in a while I'll set like a little timer thing on my phone so it beeps or whatever makes a gong sound or something like that <laughs> every minute and I'll do like a really like half a style practice where I'm holding things for kind of like a minute at a time especially if I know that I'm like not in a mood to do the work without some help yeah then it just helps me kind of stay on track and you can do like even just staying in warrior two for a minute yeah holy cow I think I need to do that because my tendency is just to like come in and out come in and out mm-hmm. and just like be done with it <laughs> like yeah but yeah there's so much benefit to to lingering I took a class a few weeks ago and the teacher just like held lunge for so friggin long Ugh. it had to be like two minutes or something but I was dying my legs were shaking yeah. mm-hmm. I felt good after it just it sucked yeah it's nice like those vinyasa styles were like in between your classical vinyasa with up dog chaturanga and all that jazz like you're actually staying in the postures for a while that's a nice practice some of the vinyasas are like yeah you were like really in and out of everything in one slow Mm. breath um some of them like you go into a pose and you hold it for five breaths to start and then maybe you repeat that sequence with one breath and then do that again or switch it up but yeah kind of like i kind of like the the mix of the two once in a while to get a good hold and especially with something like warrior three or your poses that are gonna um kind of practice all that all that work as you go up like a low lunge leaning forward and pushing straight down through your front heel that's killer man that gets that gets like a lot of those muscles working together as well same thing glutes are long glute medius hip are in the same position as warrior three um without like the back leg actually being lifted and then you can practice going from there that step forward into warrior three yeah like even that lunge is like my peak pose sometimes yeah <laughs> like i could do a plank no problem but it's like oh you put me in a long held lunge and i'm just shaking i'm sweating so fast mm-hmm. it's hard Especially if you're like hard. really driving your heel into the ground and getting the yeah. whole glutes to work together yeah that's my jam it is. I think there's just like so much glue that it like, it's so heating, you know, yeah. in my body. I just get like, oh, sweaty right away. That's for sure my favorite way to go into Warrior Three. Like doing a lunge, going to that guy, doing crescent lunge again, and then like lean forward and then kind of just push forward, lift the back mm. leg. 
Yeah, I think I'd say that's like the maybe it's like the most clear way because the hips are the same basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I yeah I think that's pretty clear. I those, guess the other way. Sorry, mu- yeah. You have those muscles like firing already. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, if you ever try it, so a killer way with that eccentric length um, is a uh, pyramid pose. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. That one's killer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but people can like really forward. hang out in that pose. So you got to cue it well. Yeah, yeah. You have to cue that like dragging of the heel back or that like push down, just depending on what you want to mm-hmm. focus on. Mm-hmm. But I mean, as soon as you get into Warrior Three, like there's nothing, there's no way that you're hanging unless you're you're forward bent. I guess that's the way you're hanging. <laughs> unless you're literally hanging, <laughs> the legs can't hang because you're balancing on them. Yeah, and I see a lot of people. Uh, well, a common, okay, if you want to call it misalignment, if you want to use the alignment word, but um, a common thing is for people to have their shoulders and their upper back kind of curve forward. So shoulders hanging below their hips. They're trying to get that par- oh. parallel line to the ground. Um, I'd rather see if anything, like start with actually a slight back bend. So, you know, like your whole mm. back line is engaged mm. um, and using your shoulders, drawing your shoulders back. Of course, you hear that cue a lot. And then you can work to kind of fine tune it a little bit more. So like maybe you have a little bit of back bend that's not the end of the world. And then you can start to kind of, if you are a person like me who drops your front ribs forward, you have too much of a back bend, then you can start to pull that back a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah. Get more of that line. But I'm not too like, yeah. I'm not too concerned about being parallel to the ground or anything. Like I'd rather look at, uh, same with like standing leg, standing leg straight, straight up and down. That's pretty advanced in most bodies to have hamstrings and glutes that are long enough to enable you to do that yeah i'd way rather stand like bent knee and when your bent knee is bent i just feel like everything in the back of your hip fires together better or in my body that's how it feels and then Um, like once you have it on then you can work on the straightening yeah yeah i like the bent just because then you're not leaning into it either like it's not just like a stork leaning against the knee joint. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Like you're not just, yeah. So I, I like the little bend and I think it brings a little bit of awareness into where it needs to be. I always cue the bottom leg, um, a ton. And then once I notice that the top leg, like everyone's forgotten about it, just add a little bit there, a little spice there. And yeah, everything just clicks into place in the lower body. Well, when I, um, I was just, yeah. gonna, I was just thinking when you talk about the legs there, one of the cues that I find myself saying a lot for that pose, once you have kind of like your bottom leg set and your back and shoulders set, it's like drawing to try and get a uh, standing leg hip stabilizers. So glute, meat and min and the max, of course, working together and then and then the lifted leg hip kind of everything really in and then also working with the adductors like a really big squeeze in. I'll mm. say like it's like kind of like drawing the uppermost part of your inner thighs together like you're just going to hold a piece of paper there huh and it just like yeah sucks everything like in and actually gives you a little bit more length in your hamstrings yes so it's almost like a scissoring action of the legs even though you're not doing it yeah so it's not like pulling them in it's not just a pull in it's like kind of like from the outsides of your hips you squeeze in until you'd be able to maybe hold a piece of paper there Huh. I almost want to get up and just try it right now, but I won't. 
Yeah, I, I kind of do too. <laughs> <laughs> the thing that I've been working on and, and I really like is the top leg is like to flex that foot and kick like you want to kick the back wall. And then imagine that you like stuck your foot on the back wall and drag it up to the ceiling. Mm-hmm. That's a nice, nice glute and hamstring one for the top leg. Mm-hmm. Cause then you just feel that like, yeah, kick. Yeah. Yeah. Similarly, like through both legs from your pelvis to the inner edge of your heel, um, lengthen through both legs so it's like this but like but but at the same time you can keep a little bend in your knee if that makes sense so it's just like this i don't know real extension um inner line extension mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. i love it and okay what about lifted leg um toes down or toes pointed because i've thought about that a lot too i like toes down Mm -hmm. i like i like a flex because then I don't know when your ham, when your calf is pulled, like your, your ankles flex, right? So the Achilles is pulling the calf taut. I just feel like you can feel the back of your leg better. Um, even if it's in its lengthened state, it just like, it feels more to me. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. and I don't know. I don't mind the aesthetics of it either, but I know some people like point all the time. So I don't know. Yeah. I teach, <laughs> I teach both. It depends. But if you think about, yeah. um, and I think I've, I just like made myself aware that there's no right or wrong in that pose mm. um it depends what you're doing you know if you're firing the whole yeah. back line like if you're doing a class on the back line yeah and really firing everything from the tip of your toes toe sole of your foot your calf your hamstring your glutes your back shoulders lats everything um mm. then i will do like a more pointed toe oh, oh so if you are doing a back line yeah because if you then huh. point your toe, your calves fire with your hamstrings and they kind of all go on together. But if you point your toe, you also activate your quad. Oh, sorry, like point your toe down? Not point. Flex? Yeah, not down. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, what? that's the thing. Not point down. Was, what? <laughs> like point your toe how you would normally point your toe in any other position. Flatten your ankle. So flatten your ankle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Point so your like toes a ballet point. Back. Yeah, a ballet point. Point your toes straight back, not down. Yeah, but that would activate more your quads, no? Um, not necessarily. I mean, the quads, the quads are going to be on. Quads are going to be on to some extent, no matter what. But like specifically, doing the action of pointing your toe is your calf. Like I can do yeah. it with my knee bent. I'm sitting cross-legged and pointing my toe, and my calves turn on to do that work. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. It's true. It doesn't mean the quad. I feel like it, when you point your toes though, then you're pulling the fascia on the front and giving slack to the fascia on the back. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So for me, when I point the toe, it feels like that fascia on the front is going to pull my hip into more flexion. When I flex the toes, it feels like the pulling in the back will bring it more into extension. Does that make sense? This is all like, this is not, this is not like super anatomical. This is just like how it feels in my body. Sure, sure. And that's why I feel like, yeah, if I'm going to do a posteriorly like built practice about glutes, hems, calves, in Warrior 3, I would still flex, I think. I think I would flex all the time. I don't know. That just just might be my legs. Try it with try it a couple times pointed and see. See if yeah, like I'll try it. it's like say you were gonna build your class um 
it's just a consideration. Like, say you really want the back mm-hmm. line to fire, you're going towards like king pigeon or something. Okay, yeah, yeah. And your ankles in that position because the, yeah. like literally your entire back line. That makes sense. Fires in that yeah. bad boy. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, like that's your true. quads do stay on in the in both legs because your knees are straight. Yes, but it's like the calf kind of working. Your hamstrings do hold because of the orientation of your pelvis as well. I don't know. Yeah. And the standing leg anyways. But yeah, something to consider for people, I think. Yeah. Just I think this is definitely one of those things where it's like every body is so different. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, like I don't like Parshva Kanasana, but you really, really do. Because it's just like, yeah, our arms are different lengths. Yeah. Our legs are different, like builds they're just different yeah it's weird eh? Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll definitely offer it more though knowing that like um knowing that you like it more is like a big thing because like your body's so different and there's so many people that are shaped differently mm-hmm. than i am so yeah it's a big thing to to understand that i think yeah but we, mm-hmm. we have these poses that come kind of packaged in a certain way and it's yeah. cool to just alter them a little bit now and then um yeah, yeah especially like if you're going to a big back bend like against a king pigeon like maybe in that warrior three for that class you would do it in that way just to turn that shit on yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i totally get and that. like same with like maybe reaching your arms in front or reaching them out in a t reaching them by your side or hands to your chest or whatever bound behind your back depends where you're going later Mm, yeah yeah that's true yeah warrior three is such a good one to prep for other things i guess because it's it's so heating right like your, mm-hmm. your muscles are on it's not really like a relaxing forward bend you're just more neutral spine but working against gravity your back is on your butt is on like all of your butts are on yeah um, all the butts all the butts so yeah it's good it's a good like middle of your sequence kind of heating and generating uh, awareness kind of pose yeah it's great i love like a bound um warrior three so your hands clasped and then step back to like a humble warrior oh like your hands are interlaced yeah. behind your back ah. oh yeah that's a nice one but i just have to i'd worry about people like you with like your rib flares mm-hmm. out front yeah yeah so you just have to like be really specific that this is not a spinal interlace of your hands this is a shoulder interlace of your hands and the spine is actually straight like your ribs just yeah just neutral it's kind of nice though to have your hands behind your back it gives you some proprioception to what your rib cage is doing yes like yeah. i like to put them on my lower back and then i'm really thinking about pulling everything my whole front body in towards my body so my back's moving mm. towards my arms yeah it's like another plane yeah. to to kind of have some yeah guidance on where you're yeah moving. definitely one of the hardest things besides the hips in warrior three is cueing about the spine um because yeah like some people with tighter hamstrings will just be in a forward bend <laughs> depending on how you get into it but some of them will be like bent forward totally um and some people will be like super back bendy like almost a dancer's pose so yeah it just it just depends i guess yeah you just have to like watch your words I think as much as like the back strength to prep for this pose is important, um, doing some really good hamstring openers because like with your legs going in opposite direction, Mm. it's the same thing as you standing and holding your leg out in front of you. Like Mm -hmm. it feels pretty garbage in my body when I haven't, I mean, now that I have more length than all my muscles, but when I started practicing like warrior three would feel pretty garbage if I didn't do a, a good I don't know, even like a, a generous amount of time in a standing forward fold or mm. Parsvottanasana or something or a little like half um, Hanuman splits. Yeah. Something yeah. like that. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Yeah. Hamstring stuff is like 
it's it's so nice um just to know that yeah it should be in balance right so like you do you do a little bit of that forward bending over the legs you do a little bit of like wide-legged forward bending but just make sure that you also have the the cobras and the up dogs mm-hmm. within it yeah well, i was talking to my ytt class today about like even a simple vinyasa has more forward bends than it does back bends. Um, and for some people that's fine. Um, but for some people we would prefer like three cobras rather than one up dog, if that makes sense. It's just like the number of times it just feels more balanced. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. And it took me a long time to figure that out. You know, it took me like <laughs> quite a while to understand that about my own body. But yeah, like my body needs a good amount of back bend as well as forward bends, but that, that the Ashtanga practice and even a sun salutation A is, is more forward bending than it is back bending for sure. Mm, yeah. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And well, you need, you need both. Yeah. It's interesting because the back bends are really, they're back bends. They're, well, I don't know how to say that a different way. They're in your back. But to, <laughs> yes, go on. <laughs> like I, I sometimes prefer like prefer a whole shalabhasana or something like using your. Oh yeah, those are so good. Because like waking up your glutes and your hamstrings with your back, yeah, feels better so than good. in your forward bends usually. Like yeah. there has to be, um, when we learn this in like myofascial release, like some muscles just won't activate, won't turn on without kind of some release first because the. The fascia has just bunged you right up, <laughs> for lack of a better term. <laughs> bunged you right up. Bunged you right up. <laughs> yeah, it makes sense. So yeah. it's like, and then sometimes, yeah, yeah, go on. Do, no, just like do your forward fold and then like do, yeah, like a Superman Shalabhasana type thing, like lift your whole and everything then turns on and then you lengthen it and then you turn it on again and then you lengthen it and turn it on. Mm. It's kind of feels better. Your butt can yeah. your butt can get forgotten, and then you're asking them to do like warrior three, and they're like, "But I haven't used my butt yet. I just stretched it out." Yeah, 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 yeah. But I think most like vinyasa sequences are pretty good at you know like balancing. I don't know, maybe not. What the hell do I know? <laughs> maybe not. Most of them. I just had a class recently yeah. where standing splits was like besides a forward fold it was like one of the first things we did for Ooh, ouch. yeah and i was like i'm uncomfortable like i in it and it was like <laughs> i guess she she used it as a prep for something else but like even as a prep i'm just like that pose feels yeah. shitty for me if i haven't yeah. done like yeah. i need like pyramid pose i need parsvottanasana yeah i need half splits i love half splits for uh prep it's funny like half splits is not my jam because i hyperextend in the knees so stop. I know, but it's like I have a I have a I'm concentrating on that too much. And then also my arm arm leg ratio, like I don't just go from oh, yes. a lunge and like go back yeah. into it. Like everything has to move and adjust and I'm just like <laughs> walking my hands back and then walking my arm little arms forward. <laughs> yeah that's the thing like for me half splits my legs are so short that my arms can easily stay at the top of my mat yeah yeah and that's like a thing that and then people are just like oh go back and do this and especially if they're doing it really in flow like one breath and i'm just like my hand, yeah. arms are jumping all over the place and it's fine like <laughs> i can breathe slow enough that i can get everything there but it's it's not like my money maker that's for sure like yeah i'd yeah. rather do I'd rather do yeah something. Parsvottanasana is like yeah my faves. 
Oh, it's such a good pose. I love that pose. Like mm-hmm. the full thing too. I love the shoulder variations in it. Mm-hmm. They're good. Yeah. Um, but we can talk about that one another time. But yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it's good. It's really good to hear that because I'm so used to my long arms and half splits just being like, it's not easy, um, but it's, it's not, I don't have to move my arms that much. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, yeah, it's really good to hear how, how dinky little arms, um, <laughs> true man i tease no it's, I tease. it's legit <laughs> hey i've got dinky little legs so i think like i seriously have to like walk three steps to one of your steps <laughs> i guess so it's true i have to work really hard to keep up with and you. then like eric calls me giraffe legs because we get in the car and he like has yeah. to put the seat up like way forward because he has super short legs yeah like we were shopping for work pants for him yesterday, and he's like, "Okay, just find anything that's a twenty-eight. And I'm like, "What? Do they make pants that are twenty-eight? And like, <laughs> only one brand and like a length twenty-eight. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. You can always get them hemmed, though. I know. Like, but he bought them like the day before he was going up to site to do work. Oh, oh shit. <laughs> so prepared. Panic, panic. Find all the twenty-eight. You guys could always do that, like you know, like in high school when you're too cheap to get your uh, jeans hemmed, and you just like put a safety pin on the inside. Oh yeah, yeah, we've yeah, <laughs> one of those. been there before. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> classy. <laughs> oh man. Uh... <laughs> all right. Anything else about Warrior Three that you want to say? We didn't like go. I guess we did go into the anatomy a fair amount. Um, I actually, I think the spinal stuff is really cool in Warrior 3. So what I'm, I'm going to try today is to try teaching this. Um, so go from a backbend to a neutral spine. I think that's really super hard for me. So if you imagine, um, like, rather than cat-cow, you go cow just to neutral. Mm-hmm. Cow just to neutral. And then you maybe, like, feel where cat is and then back to neutral. You know, I think cat to neutral is easier than cow to neutral um and that's sort of like the awareness of like if you were to do a transition like dancer's pose to warrior three yeah that's cool stay the same but you know you got your back bend and then how can i feel neutral so that might be something i play with today but i think that's like a really cool thing to be practicing because i i just feel like at least in my spine cat to neutral is natural Mm -hmm. whereas yeah it's hard right like i don't know because we're more in like a rounded back or kind of spinal flexion state more often in our day-to-day and then to come back to a neutral yeah we sleep in neutral well ideally unless you sleep like a monkey like you and i do what do you mean? Like, I'm, oh yeah, I sleep all over the place. Yeah, legs. I've been really trying, ever since we talked about it last, about like my hips being out and like the way I sleep. I've been really trying to sleep with both legs straight and it's so hard. It's hard, I yeah. Can't. Or at least like just do it the other side. So that's what I'll do. I'll know like my comfortable side where I'm shorter on one waistline and I know what I'm doing. Then I'm like, okay, we'll just do the opposite side. Sleep weird the other way for a while. <laughs> So at least I'm weird on both sides. Yeah, just like even <laughs> out. balance each other out. Yeah, that's so interesting. Um, yeah, I've just been trying to do straight, but yeah, maybe I'll just I'll just switch switch side to side. Mm. <laughs> Paul's gonna hate it. It's like, why are you dancing? <laughs> I can't get comfortable. Oh yeah, yeah it's so funny. I group. I'm like I I move around all night. <laughs> oh my god, that's so annoying. Nat, I can't. That's why we need separate beds whenever we do a training together. I'm like, just give me my own. Just my own bed. And you snore. 
I do snore. I do. I'm so sorry. Yeah, I do. That's cool. Um, one last thing I wanted to talk about with the, um, standing splits feeling like crap at the beginning of class. Mm-hmm. Um, I think sometimes it's just like the way it's presented that like, oh, here's a standing split. Um, but she might be wanting to do it to maybe warm you up a little bit instead of like doing that fullest expression of length and, and depth in the pose. Cause you're not warm yet. Um, so sometimes if I want to do that, like I want to use a pretty challenging pose in the beginning of class as a warm up. Um, I'll, I'll tell them to do it like their shittiest version of it. Um, but focusing on maybe the standing leg stability rather than the, the standing split leg up in the air. Does it make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So I'll just like make it really clear that this is not going to be your prettiest. We'll come back to this pose and we'll do it again where you can feel pretty um, because there's value in that, right? Feeling strong and like you, you've you achieved something. But for now, just to get your body warm and um, sort of knowing where you're going, uh, we're just going to do a really sh- shitty version of standing split. Try it. Right leg up, left leg down. <laughs> yeah. Bend the knee and feel your glute engage. You're done. You're good. All right. Go back. <laughs> yeah. And I'm not going to say like I've never taught it that way like I've definitely chucked it into the more warming parts of a class and right it just like I just know it doesn't feel amazing but it no it does really feel good if you do some really good um adductor stretching adductor length oh so good. and then go back into it after that like adductor and hamstrings and then you go do it a second time and you're like freedom so sometimes it's nice yeah to have like a little benchmark of like well, this is what it feels like now and then oh, yeah, oh here's yeah. the work we're gonna do and then you come back and you're just like oh my god it feels so different yeah yeah that's absolutely right it also like helps prove to people their capacity for change right mm-hmm. like yeah you did like three poses and suddenly there's such a change in your body and like you did that you know it wasn't me it wasn't anything it was just your work and your focus and being willing to be open to it and and that's pretty that's pretty cool it's pretty rad mm-hmm. Yeah. I would say like the adductor work is also helpful in a warrior three too, because your adductors help out with like hip flexion and extension and mm. you're just like one of each and they're going in the opposite directions. I find that like mine yeah. are tighter. They tend to help out more. I walk a lot. Um, so they're like mm. constantly contracting with both legs. Um, if I do some adductor work and then I go into that, then I have a lot more freedom. Yeah. Yeah. I would think anything that crosses or affects the hips is very mm-hmm. game. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Like anything for, for the hips for warrior three would be beneficial. I'd say. Yeah. I can't think of one that's not like, yeah, you don't need like a ton of like quad opening or extension, but if you're super, no, if you're super tight. Yeah. Yeah. It, it'll help. It'll help. I don't think, yeah, I don't think it'll hurt, but for sure quads more the back line stuff. Yeah. Um, outer hip stuff. I mean, I guess if you're like side quad, if you're lateral quad, that's directly underneath your IT band. If that was really, really tight, that would. Mm-hmm. Sometimes what happens if it's really tight in me, it actually does all of the work. Mm. Yeah, it's over. Yeah, kind of over contracting. It's it's just like tuned into being on all the time. Yeah, because all the fascia around is bunged up, like you said, mm-hmm. right? So it, it's like forcing it into a pre-contracted state. And so when I do go into Warrior Three, that's the side that's just like. I will do all the work for you. I will, the quad will take it all. Whereas the glutes are like just hanging out. So, um, yeah, maybe quad work. I I'd say it's fair game. Yeah. I'd do it. Yeah. I wouldn't not do it. Yeah. And it's holding your knee straight. So it's doing stability of your knee. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Basically anything from the belly button down is fair game. 
basically your whole body actually <laughs> <laughs> you're right because of the arms overhead arms and the lats back, yeah 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 that's so true and then your core you need your core i guess you really don't need chest muscles but yeah chest more like op- practicing <laughs> open and opening like um more upper back strength there yeah yeah mm-hmm. that's so funny <laughs> like we just went down the <laughs> list it's like nope you need everything everything needs to be warm everything needs to be open all right <laughs> yeah well it's just like a good pose to do as a peak or kind of in the middle like that really good warming stuff yeah yeah exactly yeah i think so sweet <sighs> anything else you want to say no i think that's pretty good um yeah i think that's pretty good <laughs> We can, like, if I think of something, then we'll just do another one. Yeah, Warrior 3 is such, like, rich fodder for podcasting. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's good. All right. Quickly summarize our thing, Nat. Okay. We have um, rad rollers, which we use, which are amazing, little myofascial release balls. Um, We have a link to that if you guys are interested in using them for yourself or for your students. They're the best. Uh, (laughs) And then we have... (laughs) a link for 10% off any Wanderlust events. So any of the Wanderlust festivals that are going on this summer or throughout the year, um, Canada, North America, and I think globally they even have some all over the world, you can get um, a bit of a discount if you click on our link at, in the show notes or go to our website, natandsandyoga.com. Yep. Yep. And we'll hang out soon, right? Yeah, sounds good. Thanks, guys. All right. Bye. Bye.